Hey there, it's Kelly, and I'm here with my dear friends and astro fellow astrologers, Cassandra and Alicia, and together we are the Water Trio. So we're back with another episode for December 10th, the week starting December 10th, running through until December 16th. So we're getting now into the very pointy end of the year and certainly into the middle of the month. What are you guys looking forward to this week? Mercury back into Sagittarius. Okay, why are you looking forward to this? <laughs> For this reason, we'll, Tell we'll us, laugh Cass. more. We'll laugh more. <laughs> all... So you can tell more funny jokes. So I can huh? laugh at my own jokes a little bit more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Love a Gemini. I all... <laughs> so I can um, do more foot and mouth, which is always a good, you know, it's fun for Excellent. everybody. Um, and yep. I'm also really looking forward to... Um, the Venus sextile Saturn aspect. I think that's a really underplayed, underrated, great, um, a great mm. aspect. So those are the things I'm looking forward to. Um, how about you, Lishi? I'm really looking forward to that Venus sextile to Saturn too. I mean, the image that comes to mind there is the the sweet young maiden that comes up and gives her grandfather a kiss on the cheek after he's, Aww. you know, delivered some piece of wisdom. Aww. You know, I really think it's going to give, um, yeah, you know, old father time, Kronos, Saturn, that that benefit of the sweetness that, that Venus really can bring. And, yes, Venus is still in Scorpio and, and not in her happiest place. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like Saturn can he, – he's in his kingdom. You know, he can really help her a bit right now and just help her kind of, I don't know, come back to reality um, if she's delving too deep or, or digging too far into those Scorpio waters again. So, yeah. Well, these are good things to look forward to. I do love a bit of Venus Saturn action for sure. So that sextile is happening on it's Sunday the 16th in uh, Canada and the States. That'll actually be Monday the 17th for you guys in Australia, I think. Mm-hmm. For the very end of the week. <clears throat> nine degrees Scorpio to nine degrees Capricorn. I like Venus Saturn because it's a stabilizing energy. Uh, Saturn, you know, makes things real. It doesn't always give you what you want, but you know that what kind of sticks with you through Venus Saturn stuff is solid. It's got substance. It's got long-term potential. Um, I do like Venus sextile Saturn too for that idea of coming together, like finding agreement, making commitments that are realistic or that can actually last. You know, this is not pie in the sky, rose colored glasses kind of relationship or agreement stuff. This is more meaty and, you know, you can manifest it because it's Mm. real. Totally. Yeah, I was just checking the astro data. Uh, it does actually happen on the 16th for us too. So it goes into the 16th okay. and a bit into the the 17th. So, um, but yeah, totally. I agree with what you said, Kel, about uh, the agreements and things like that. And particularly in the signs that we're looking at here, um, Venus, uh, sorry, Scorpio and Capricorn, you know, it's kind of like, you know, let's really nut out what those agreements are, maybe get a little bit of strategic moving forward. So as you said, it's not pie in the sky, you know, let's just wing it. It's got a with it, which no. is a bit kind of like the astro weather that we're under, you know, overall right now. So this is kind of like, you know, let's really nut out maybe some details or uh, work out how we're moving forward with something. 
Um, and it's got that, you know, stability, it's got some structure and it's also got some honesty. So it might be about, look, you know, this doesn't work for me, but how can we move forward with that? Um, Mm. you know, working through, uh, you know, not, you know, Venus can sometimes be really agreeable, but in Scorpio and with, you know, the influence of Saturn, she might be a little bit more confident to kind of go, "Mm, uh, let's not do this, but maybe offering a suggestion. Yeah. Of an alternative. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. I mean, my, it is a very productive aspect. I think a lot can be done. And it's sort of weird that it's coming, uh, you know, like on a Sunday almost, because it, to me, that's an aspect I'd almost want in the workplace with me. Um, so maybe it's one of those Sundays where you're either doing a bit of work on the weekend or you're actually just working quite hard for loved ones. I always think Venus in Scorpio is really good. Uh, Jodie Foster has Venus in Scorpio and there's a quote in a blog post um, that I've written about her on my website where she talks about love people and stay beside Mm -hmm. them and that's the idea of like with Venus in Scorpio you show your love and you show your loyalty by just being there and I think that'll be something really key this weekend Mm -hmm. Um, but the thing that I'm actually more excited about this weekend is Jupiter becoming visible again so this is a little bit of a technical thing where when a planet is really close to the sun it's hidden and its energy is certainly muted but by the time we get to the 15th of December Jupiter is now far enough from the sun I think it's got to be about 15 degrees away it'll be visible in the eastern sky I think we double checked before we spoke uh before we did that in our pre-show chat So you'll see, if you're up early, you'll see Jupiter before sunrise. But the key with Jupiter becoming visible is that it becomes more conscious. So whatever Jupiter and Sag has in store for you or wants from you, it becomes easier to start to figure out what that is once Jupiter becomes visible in the sky again. So it's not like a technical aspect per se, but it's just as a phase relationship that Jupiter is stepping into where we can see him Mm. going forward. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be a really interesting week, actually, because it does start out with that, the moon and Capricorn highlighting all that Saturn and that Pluto energy. So it it will be that heaviness and hard work and focus and determination. But then the, the end of the week, as you're describing with that Jupiter and, you know, uh, um, the moon in Pisces, conjunct Neptune, you know, there's going to be all this lovely, watery, dreamy, optimistic energy around, you know, perfect weekend to be heading to the beach or or heading to somewhere with water to really live into that energy. So knowing that the start of this week um, will be a bit heavier, um, but just if you get through it, there is that sweetness at the end that will really come through. Absolutely. What are your thoughts on Jupiter becoming visible, Cass? Oh, I just had this kind of crazy image. Like, you know, there's a lot of stuff on the internet about, you know, Jupe's juice or Jupey juice or, you know, sort of thing. So I just had this like vision of arrows flying across the sky. (laughs) So I can, (laughs) so um, yeah, I guess it's sort of like, you know, it's been spoken about before um, that, you know, Basically, as of Jupiter's entrance into Sagittarius, it kind of hallmarked, you know, the preview of what we can experience for 2019. It's kind of like the astrologically, we're already there. Um, and now that Jupiter is visible, it's like 
up until this point, it's kind of like it's more about Jupiter's ideas around philosophy or thought processes or beliefs or ideals or these kind of uh, constructs of the mind or, um, you know, the kind of hot air and hot gas aspect of Jupiter. But now that he's visible, there might almost be a bit of a tangible quality to what is actually on offer. What are you saying yes to? There's been so much Jupiter, Mercury, Neptune, Marsy stuff, and that's sort of still in play. But with Jupiter, the kind of head honcho of the show right now, actually rising and making his, you know, he's in his chariot. He's kind of the king of the solar system, you know, alongside of the sun. It's almost like, you know, uh, you know i've been watching so much kind of medieval type programs lately and i saw the gladiator on the weekend and it's almost like you oh know, my gosh you know who doesn't love watching the gladiator but it's almost like sort of you know uh the king of rome is coming to claim his throne back you know and i feel that there's a real power in that mm. and you know if there's something that we can you know it might help restore some faith or some optimism that might have been lost for some people this year particularly if they really did get uh kind of pounded by those retrogrades so there is a bit of a a buoyancy coming back now that jupiter's visible so i'm really looking well looking forward to that yeah yeah that sounds great yeah so you know, I've been watching The Last Kingdom, Vikings, you know, watch The Gladiator again. So it's all kind of like got that real kind of kingly, um, you know, following an ideal that is embodied in the king. You know, we do it for Wessex or you do it for Rome, you know. So I feel like that there might be a little bit of a, you know, your own personal sense of meaning and purpose or that person or that idea, not necessarily to blindly follow, but to put your faith into Mm. Um, which will kind of carry us through into um, 19, into 2019. So, Yeah. Sorry, go late. Just when Cass was talking about the arrows flying everywhere, I got that image from the Hunger Games that I think it was the, mm. the end of the second last one, you know, where she shoots the arrow up and makes the facade fall away. And all of a sudden, mm. you know, the game became, you know, the game became what it was you know it wasn't real it wasn't a real place and and everything just tumbled away and it feels like in a way that's what this is about as well because Jupiter Sagittarius is about truth seeking um and and looking beyond for that following that arrow for something higher so it is that seeking of wisdom seeking of the truth looking past social constructs or those things that we feel like we should be in and actually following our heart and following our passion towards what we really want to do. You know, that buoyancy and that optimism and that belief and confidence in ourselves that this Jupiter and Sagittarius can offer us is, um, it's like that platform now is really starting to rise up, you know, almost like that helicopter that came down and saved Katniss um, that will take us up into a new, a new place. Yeah, I love that imagery, Leash, because the idea of the arrows, I mean, you know, both of you have spoken so beautifully. I'm like, wow, this is very visual, which is so fire sign because fire signs are so visual. They're more oriented to the images. But yeah, that idea of the arrow and pointing higher and where do you want to, what do you want to aim for? Uh, you may not, I mean, it, it reminds me of that beautiful saying, you know, um, is it something like aim for the moon and even if you fall short, you'll land amongst mm, the stars yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that? 
And it's like you don't have to get exactly where you're aiming for, but this is definitely a time to be lifting your gaze higher, you know, shooting higher, stretching yourself. I think the I always think of Jupiter transits and, and Jupiter in Sag more than any other sign because it's the, the most yang sign where Jupiter has some some strength or some vitality here. I always think about elastic, you know, stretching. It's like how far can you go? How wide will this tear? And, uh, you know, we're, you don't know what your limit is mm. yet. And you, you got, it's a lot further away than what you think yeah. it is. And with Jupiter in Sag, it's just encouraging you to really extend yourself a little mm. more. And so that visibility of Jupiter, I think, uh, kicking in this weekend is really interesting. But, of course, Mercury coming back into Sag, I think that's helpful for Jupiter in just in terms of like the relationship between Jupiter and Mercury I see is like Jupiter is more of a royal figure or a senior, you know, wise figure and Mercury is more like the page or the assistant or like the going king's around hand, so to speak. Mm. Yeah, mm. handling the details, uh doing the research. You know, he's the Mercury works to help kind of put the pieces together of some of the conceptual visionary things that Jupiter is working mm. for. So That'll be interesting to see how that unfolds as Mercury wraps up his tour yeah. through Sagittarius. Because, you know, we're using this analogy of arrows, etc. You know, even when you are you know, doing archery or even if you are shooting <coughs> a weapon like a, a rifle or what have you, you actually have to shoot higher than your target. You have to aim higher than your target because that that arc of the bullet or the mm-hmm. arc of the bow <coughs> is going to you know, dip down a little bit. And so even if you don't think you can, you know, achieve your 10 kilos of weight loss or, you know, your bake savings or whatever it is that the Jupiter piece means for you, it is a little bit kind of like, you know, as you said, aim for the moon, but you might hit the stars. And that's still, that consolation prize is still pretty sweet. And I think Mm. that's where that the quest and the courage that you really do need in order to, um, you know, whether it's speak your truth or have your beliefs and allow them to be heard, getting on your soapbox or whatever, um, it does, you know, it does invite you to go towards that broader horizon or aim higher than what you actually think you can achieve. Mm. And it's true, Cass, because I love the way you put that because what it makes me think is, and what you were saying too, Kel, about that stretch and that pull, because when Jupiter moves into Capricorn at the end of 2019 and and gets ready for all that solidifying and foundational astrology of 2020, you know, what we can, if we can stretch ourselves and grow ourselves and build in confidence, we'll be Mm. able to really master some amazing things in 2020. So it's almost like those adventures that we're going to go on um, and those things we're going to try out and experiment with and push out the edges of ourselves with, will really pay Mm. off if we do the work towards the right things yeah getting a little bit of extra slack on the bone for 2020 might be (laughs) necessary yes (laughs) yeah definitely enjoy the jupe jupe you know kind of juices flowing while we have jupiter and sag because it's a very different landscape as we turn the corner into 2020 but uh plenty of time to talk about such things there is uh you know, a whole year ahead of us. I mean, this week, I noticed this when I was looking at like my month ahead layout. This is a little bit more of a mellow it week. Is. There just isn't as many astrological aspects mm. happening. 
Um, we do have what I'm calling the Pisces puddle pile up at the end of I the love week, that, where we have. Um, That's a hashtag. And I can't take credit for. Yeah, I can't take credit for the Pisces puddle because it's come out of the Norwalk conference in Seattle where I'm there with Mark Jones, who's a dear astrology friend of mine who also has quite the splash of Pisces in his chart. And uh, the two of us, and there must have been a third person. I think it was Kira. That, was it Kira? Uh, maybe it was Kira. Mm. I'm not sure it was Kira because she doesn't have a huge no. amount of Pisces. Although she, yeah, so um, I don't know. It just came from that conference where we were just doing a, a typical Pisces kind of pile up where everybody's just like, you know, connecting and, you know, really bonding in that very soulful sort of Piscean way. Um, but I'm thinking about that every month at the moment when the moon is coming into Pisces mm. and meeting Mars and Neptune, because it feels like this Pisces puddle where, you know, that desire to escape or to lay low or to tune out or to check out, but in a really kind of nourishing way uh, is coming through. So I thought it was interesting, you know, 16th, so 14th, 15th, um, that's coming through this week, just depending on exactly where you are. So it's nice that it's running into the weekend because it's very much a getting off the clock, not being on a schedule type of vibe. Yeah. Mm. It might be that sort of uh, first... I, I think that's when school winds up for a lot of the yes, kids. So exactly. it'll be a bit of a, uh, you know, the, the dip into the holiday season, that wind yeah. down and uh, relax and escape. Great um, for the kids, not yes. so great for the parents. The parents will probably be disappearing into a wine bottle that afternoon. School holidays. No, I shouldn't say that because I love the school holidays and I love what comes along with that. You know, it's summer in a way that there is no set agenda. We don't have to get out the door and get to school every morning. We don't have to get to pick up by three o'clock. It's like things are a lot more flexible and, and movable and flowy. Mm. So it, it seems like it's perfect that it's actually going to be kicked off with that Pisces puddle. And I also love that that day the moon is going to not only trine Venus, but it's going to square Jupiter. And these guys can't see each other at the moment because they're in those two signs next to each other. But it almost feels like the moon kind of goes, links them so they can, these two beautiful benefics can go, oh, hey, there you are. I haven't seen you in a while. Um, and then, you know, be ready for when Jupiter comes in and conjuncts, well, comes into Sag in early January. And then that lovely conjunction that will happen later on in January between the two. Um, so it's like, I feel like, there will be a bit of a kiss from the two benefics on that Friday afternoon that will give us a sense of what might be happening on the 21st, 22nd of January uh, when those two come up and join each other. Yeah, that's lovely, Leish. I really like that idea of, yeah, people will be, parents will be disappearing into the, you know, the drinks or taking the kids down to the beach or what have you. Um, it is, it's kind of a nice mid-month pause too, because I think it's a chance for everyone to just tune out, maybe check in spiritually. I think that's one of the most nourishing things to do with so much, uh, so many Pisces planets going on. Um, yeah. So you're saying do yoga rather than pick Juicy. up the wine bottle, Kel? <laughs> well, I mean, Well, upper you know, body flexibility say... is very important too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm always in consults trying to say, like, there's a whole spectrum of <laughs> Neptunian choices, you know? It's a buffet of escapism, you know, and some of it's more nourishing and some of it's not. But, you know, there are times that just call for, you know, the wine and chocolate or the mindless TV, you know? So 
Um, it'll just depend, I think, where people are at um, as they come through. But, you know, the moon is growing this week. We've got a waxing moon all week, which I think is lovely. So it is that sense of things are building. We'll have a lot to talk about in our video for next week or our podcast show for next week because there is a big full moon coming yeah. then. But, yeah, this is kind of a quieter week. I mean, what do you guys – do you guys normally experience, like, life as being quieter? Or do you find sometimes these – um, less active astrological weeks are busier in real life because you're kind of getting on with stuff. Hmm. Well, I know what, you know, like I know what's on my own personal schedule for this week. Um, yep. So it's sort of kind of like it's going to be super, super busy because then I'll be taking about 10 days off. So it'll just be trying to wind up everything as much as possible prior so it's going to be crazy busy how about you Leishi same same you know we've got Christmas carols and farewell end of you parties and but I think it's you know I think it's a great question Kel and for me it's very much about what's going on in the background and whether it's a busy week or not it just feels like there won't be as much opposition or as much that's pulling me away into different things um so yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to that weekend, even though it's going to be a really busy one with markets for us. But yeah, it'll be really, um, it'll feel nice. It'll have a, a lovely vibe to it. So hopefully, mm. people will be out and about and enjoying themselves. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, go. No, fast. you're right. You could do what it. What about you, Kel? <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say. Yeah, I've got I've got a much busier week the week before, and I do have, and then this week. You know, it's still a full week. I've got, you know, all my client sessions for December already um, booked out, but it's a little bit busier the week before and just a little bit more, um, well, nicely paced, if you like, this week. So I thought that was interesting that the skies calmed down a little bit, but I always know when I have some more gaps in my in my weekly schedule, I end up working on other projects. So sometimes it ends up being busier, yeah. even though it doesn't look that way going into mm. it. So, yeah, I was just curious how that might be showing up for you girls. Yeah, and I like how you said it, Leishi. You know, when the skies are a little bit calmer, the things that are in the background can kind of come into the foreground a little mm. bit. Yes. So it might be, you know, yeah. as work maybe slows down a little bit, it might be – where you can slip in that catch up with somebody or that phone call with somebody. Uh, Mercury will be back in Sag. So there will be, you know, that opportunity to for, you know, more talking and more connecting in that, in, you know, in the Jupiterian type of nature. So, yeah. Um, and I often find like for me personally, when the skies are quiet, it kind of leads me into this false sense of security because <laughs> then I kind of, <laughs> then I kind of like can, you know, just, cruise along because I'm you know the energy isn't there and then you know usually then I have the you know oh shit moment and then it kind of goes crazy again so I've kind of learned over the years to not get too complacent when you have those quieter quieter weeks yeah interesting I guess that's what we we can find out how it played out for us all next week no doubt yeah (laughs) Yeah, we can but I do i find something really similar that when the planets kind of calm down things that have been neglected or just sitting in the background it's like they they press forward yeah. because they know that you're available mm, basically yeah. so mm. and yeah also, so it'll be a week of maybe attending to some of that yeah stuff. totally Cass. and i also feel like you know 
the sh- the shadow lead up to this Mercury retrograde was full on. So I do think that there may still, even though Mercury has gone direct, I still I'm curious to see whether or not there will still be that hangover from that retrograde into this week and and just beyond until it gets out of its shadow um, the week after. So in our next mm. podcast. So yeah, I'm just um yeah, I'm mindful of keeping a tune on that because for me that Mercury retrograde pretty much started as soon as it went into its shadow. Um so just yeah. just to explain to people what Mercury shadow is as compared to a retrograde, it's you know, because Mercury travels over a portion of the sky and then travels back over it and then back over it again, in those times where he's in that that paint, even though he's not going backwards there's still that feeling of being linked into that retrograde period and there's still that feeling of you know what's tied up in it what the themes of that whole thing are are playing out even when mercury's direct in that particular portion of the sky any clarity you girls can add to that yeah you might just find that the um themes topics stuff um that kind of started in the beginning of november might need to be Mm. revisited this week while it's quieter there's not a lot going on might be going back to those details or back to that whatever it happened you know if you can cast your mind back to sort of the first of november um you know when mercury first went into sag it's back there now um so there is that potential to revisit or tie up those loose ends or or get that second bite of the cherry so to speak um, or revisit those conversations that um, you didn't get to have. So, yep. Or projects that went haywire, which happened. Or with just me. that. Okay, I've got a quiet week. I'm just going to do <laughs> yeah. everything I can possible <laughs> yep. before you know. Because I mean, I don't know what it's like for you in Canada, Kel, but you know what it's like here in Oz. We just kind of it's a real oh, massive wind down. Yep. Yeah, it is. It's it's similar here. The difference in um, North America is that. Because it's not leading into the summer holiday, um, it's not as big a break. Even, like, I don't think the States has Boxing Day. They just have Christmas Day. And in the States, Thanksgiving is the much bigger bigger Mm. holiday. Mm. So it's not as big in the States. Canada still has the Boxing Day thing. But it's more of, like, you've got a week, like, you know, most people have maybe a few days off. I mean, my husband works for the public education system. So they have like a two week shutdown, but then by early January, everybody goes back to work. Mm. So it's not the same as yeah. in Australia where like everything's shut down in January. Pretty much, yeah. Um, so it, it, when I first came here, I was like, oh, we've only got a week yeah. and then we're back to work yeah, kind of yeah. thing. Um, so that that's a little bit different, but there is still this feeling, and I don't know whether it's because I've like brought that Australian energy with me, but there's still for me a real feeling of like getting things done, end of the calendar year, mm. you know, the last working day for the year, the 21st, which we'll talk about next week. I mean, that's the day of the solstice, um, uh, you know, 21st, 22nd. I think that the solstice is the mm. 22nd in Australia. Uh, so it's that idea. I just, I really feel that solstice energy as like a pivot point. What do you mm. need to wind down so that you can refocus for the next six months? Yep. And, you know, as we're getting close to that now, it is that real feeling of, yeah, under the crunch, under the pump, Winding. get it done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I used to always yeah. explain to my friends in the UK when I lived in London that, you know, imagine putting May Day, which is that holiday right at the end of May where everyone goes a bit crazy because the weather's hot. 
and then marry that in with Christmas and all the celebrations there, then you get a feeling of what that week and Christmas is like in Australia, um, you know, because it's kind of marrying that beginning of summer and, you know, just that joy and that love of getting outdoors and being with the sun on your skin along with the crazy that is Christmas. And that's the thing. 100%. Pretty much apart from the retail or hospitality sector, don't expect to get anything done until at least end of January. Yeah, totally. Yeah, mm. totally. So a little bit of a mellow week for people. You know, a couple of things happening astrologically, so it'll be interesting to see how that manifests. Any final thoughts or comments from you gals? Anything you've got coming up that you want to promote before uh, we finish today's episode? Well, on the 15th in the US, Canada, 16th here in Australia, I'm doing a webinar for the Fresh Voices in Astrology, um, all about transits and progressions. So you might recall that we did a big summit uh, back in July, um, which I was, you know, a part of, and I'm doing a webinar again on the 16th. So if you're wanting to look how to sort of marry um, I guess your internal uh, progression through life, your internal clock and how that interacts with the, the cosmic clock, uh, come and join us and you can sign up for that at freshvoicesinastrology.com. Um, Excellent. Cool. Thanks, Kath. What about you, Leish? Um, that week I'm launching a new seven-week course. Now, it's not so much astrology. This is more along the lines of personal development. Um, and it's how to kind of work with those patterns, those behaviours that we have in ourselves that are, you know, that kind of control us and we don't want them to anymore, you know, those knee-jerk reactions we have. So, yeah, I will be launching that. It won't start until January, but I'll be opening up it will be limited numbers. I'm only taking seven um, so that I can work with people really intimately. Um, but yeah, I'll be opening that up on my website um, the middle of that week. So yeah. Excellent. And I just realized that by the time this comes out, I will have details about when I'm teaching in Sydney next February. So February 2019, I will be in Australia doing some astrology teaching. And uh, I don't actually know what that'll look like yet as we're recording this, but by the time this comes live and you gals and whoever's listening at home, uh, I'll have some details about a couple of live events in Sydney. So they'll be on my homepage at that point in time, which will be good. So, well, this has been great. Um, thank you to everyone who is listening and following along at home. We really appreciate all the support and the wonderful feedback that you guys have been sending in. If you are enjoying the show, we would really love it if you you could subscribe and if you feel so inclined even leave a comment or a rating for us especially on itunes that just helps keep us high enough in the rankings of astrology podcasts that other people can find our show which we would really appreciate that so you can find us on itunes soundcloud soundcloud and we're also on youtube as well so whatever your preferred method is we'd love it if you could subscribe and follow along we drop a new episode every week and we look forward to sharing more astrology with you guys in the weeks ahead. Just one quick thing, Kel. Um, I've had a yeah. few people ask me, if you're listening to it on iTunes and you want to leave a comment or ask a question, go and do it on our social media pages um, or on Facebook okay. because there is nowhere to do that on iTunes. So I know that's kind of a bit confusing okay. for people. I think you can do it on SoundCloud as well. But, yeah, find one of us on social media or even in the YouTube 
um, our water trio it's just called the water trio in YouTube and you'll be able to leave comments under the video there we'd love to have any questions that you might have and we can answer them uh, in our next episode yes and we'll be getting a little web page soon but we're we'll working on it when mercury is direct <laughs> out of its shell um, yep yes in focused absolutely. Capricorn maybe <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm actually, there are things that I am consciously saving for Mercury and Capricorn <coughs> I so because, yeah. you know, I just need a little bit of that serious focus. But anyway, we digress, which we, we never do. We never digress or go <laughs> on tangents. To, I have to say, girls, I'm just going to put it out there. When we talked about doing this podcast for ages, we were a bit worried that we would not stay as focused as we have been. So I'm just going to say yes. I'm really proud of us that we are yes. we are we're doing a good job as far as staying focused for us. That's true. Yes, we are. We do have very marathon tense. <laughs> um, and this is only a very tip of the iceberg of what could happen, but we shall uh, we shall sign off now and look forward to more astro and life chats next week. Thanks, girls. Alrighty. See you then. Bye. Bye.